afternoon, Twin Cities. Hello, hello, hello. This is your host, Ellie Krug, with Hidden Edges Radio. Good Sunday to you all. I hope you're doing well. I am calling you. No, I'm not calling you. I'm actually talking to you. If I was calling you, your phone would be ringing right now. I'm talking to you from AM 950 in the bunker. And if and uh, for those of you who follow the show, you know that we tape many of our shows. That not all, though. We're starting to go live on twice a month. But this one is taped. But if you are on Facebook Live, it is live to you. Hello, Facebook Live. Good to see you. I am here to report that we have a fantastic guest for another fantastic show, and hopefully it is a fantastic day as you're listening to this, but, you know, who knows? Uh, Yes, that is my word for the day. Fantastic. So, hello. Here we are. Um, For those of you who have not followed the show, what you're wondering about right now is why is there a radio host named Ellie sounding like a man? And that would be because, I know, sorry, regular guests, you need to go through this. That's because I am transgender, one of relatively few transgender radio hosts in the world. I can assure you, voice notwithstanding, and if you are on Facebook Live, you would see this, I am very, very female looking. We have a good show, no, a great show here today, and I have a guest, James Lacats from Interact, the Interact Center Performing Arts. Yep. James, welcome to the show. Hi, Ellie. Thanks for having me. You are the Performing Arts Instructor for Interact. Yes. Is that right? Mm-hmm. And we have uh, today, I wanted to talk with you about Interact because I was at a show, yep. Feast of Fu- Fools, yep. uh, a couple of weeks ago for the very first time, and... I had known nothing about Interact, literally, before I sat down to see this play, which was incredible at the Lab Theater. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, so let's just get into it. What is, right. inter- what is Interact and why is it so different? Because it, it really rocked me. Yeah, Interact is a, it, it's an incredible place. Interact for the Center for Visual and Performing Arts. Um, the mission of Interact is, um, through the arts, to challenge the perceptions of disability. So at Interact, um, in the performing arts side in which I work, there are right now 38 artists who come um, every week, and they all have a disability of some sort. Um, And the great thing about Interact is that um, we don't discriminate on disability, where it's not just um, cognitive disabilities or physical or even mental illness. Everybody's together. So we have a whole range of disabilities in the room all the time creating art. And it's incredible. Like, anything is possible. And everything happens. Well, and, and let's just get your credentials yeah. out here. You're a graduate of Augsburg University, yep. formerly Augsburg College, right. and also a graduate from uh, the University of London International School of Performing Arts, the Correct. London International yes. School of Performing Arts. And, and uh, as we were talking to get prepared, you were telling me about living in London yeah. and being an actor there. And, well, I'm just thrilled that you're here, and I'm, I'm really thrilled that you're with Interact. So, yeah, it's a great place. And you've been with them for how long? Uh, since May. So is that seven months now? Okay. Yeah. All right. So mm-hmm. relatively, relatively short new. period yeah. of time. But you've been performing and... And working in theater and, for the past decade. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that's just... Well, wonderful. Thank you so very much for doing that. Now, let's, um, uh, if we can, because, uh, well, first of all, this show, Hidden Edges Radio, is about um, surviving the human condition generally and how we're all struggling to survive it. I mean, we just are and how we have all these commonalities. And really what I love to do is to focus on grit and resiliency. And that's why I wanted you to be here to talk about Interact because you have a bunch of people showing up on the stage with grit and resiliency in, to nth degrees. Right. You know, you have some people that are in wheelchairs. You have uh, people, other people who have obvious physical uh, problems, mm-hmm. disabilities. Can we get the nomenclature down, though? So when we talk about actors who, who are disabled, yes. is it... Is the phrase, phraseology, is it, you know, actors with disabilities? Is that the way we would speak about it? We, we, artists with disabilities. Artists artists with disabilities, thank you. Artists. And then is that compared to people without disabilities? Do we call them, is it able-bodied or? Sure, able-bodied or um, 
Yeah, that will work. Okay, well, you know, I'm always, I mean, I'm, I'm like, you know, I, my world is very limited, and I will profess my ignorance as it relates to the nomenclature, but at least mm -hmm. let's get it right as right, we yep. do this show. Okay. All right. So, um, so you have artists um, with disabilities. Mm -hmm. What are the challenges that, um, that the theater has as it relates to having such a collection of different humans? Sure. Because um, there are, when you think about um, being an actor, you have um, three things that you use, your body, your voice, and your imagination to help create and communicate ideas. And certain artists might not have um, the best use of their voice. Right, so the, the speaking might be a difficult thing or a challenge for them. Um, and with theater, um, when you perform in front of an audience, the audience has a, one chance to hear and understand everything. Right, so if you have a, 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 a performer who wasn't able to speak, then they tell a story with their body, and your body actually communicates ideas way clearer than your voice actually can. And so there's also artists with physical disabilities who might not be able to to dance. So you, you, we figure out a ways to to use them on stage, right? And so the disability really makes you think what. What, what can we do? What, what as you as an artist, what are you able to do? And let's do that. Let's not try to fit you in some place where it, it's not going to work, but let's use your abilities and bring that to the, the best of your, 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 what you can do. Now, you've worked um, in theater with able-bodied artists, yeah. and mm -hmm. now you're over on a different side working with artists with disabilities. Correct. What are you finding about the differences of the personalities and of the... The way that people are approaching the stage. Sure. So there's a couple of different things. So at Interact, um, everything that we create is brand new theater. And it's called the devising process. So there's not a, a script to start with. It's an idea or a theme that we create from. And so everything is created through improvisation. So like, let's say the idea is joy. Which I'm just throwing that out. Or love. Whatever that, that theme let's is. Let's go with love. Love. Great. So the idea is love. What does that mean? Okay, group of actors, go over 15 minutes, create a scene, go. And then they come back and show it. And then as a group, we're like, oh, some of that worked, some of it didn't, but what worked, let's, let's create that. What, what is the essence of that moment? Let's figure that out and use part of that in, in a scene. Or um, what, what, There's just endless possibilities when you create from a devised script because nothing is wrong. Right. right with the script, um, like say, um, uh, streetcar named desire, for example. There's a script. There's a concrete beginning, middle, end characters, lines you have to say. But when you devise um, theater, there is no right or wrong. There's no right or wrong. Anything is possible, and you create from that. And that's what's the great thing about uh, interact is that everything is created that way. There isn't a director creating from their. Um, I want this to happen on stage. No, it's uh, the director's job is more like an editor, where we have constant flows of ideas, constant things happening, way too many ideas, and it's picking what works best with the theme. So there's that, which is um, very different from working in a lot of traditional theater, which is script-based. Also, at Interact, everything is possible. Everything and anything is possible. So in Feast of Fools, um, it's a medieval play. It was took place in the medieval era. Um, and the, and the idea of Feast of Fools, that topsy-turvy happens, so um, the lowest become high for a day and the high become low. And at the end of the story, um, a dark lord goes into the future and brought back Cheetos. Cheetos, that's right. It was... Which were poison. <laughs> <laughs> right? So anything is possible, and right. it all makes sense in the story because of the constant flow of ideas. And it's great to have that sense of imagination and that sense of uh, humanity on stage where we actually get to share humanity and our abilities to be together. Well, right. it's very um, apparent that your actors, your artists, are very much into it. Oh, yeah. You know, it was extremely rewarding for me to watch. Now, Interact also pays all of its artists. Yes. Is that right? Yes. Now, that makes it unusual for mo for many of the theater companies here in the Twin Cities. Is yes. That um, yes, and I know um, every actor gets the same amount of money um, at a base level. And it's based upon what their services are able to have, what their disability is able to provide. So everybody gets a certain amount. And then other artists are able to have a bit more depending upon what they can, but everybody gets paid the same. And I know for a fact that during the run of the show that the artists um, got paid more than I have gotten paid for previous shows I've done. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's... And, and um, when I was there, I, there was a good audience. It, yeah. would, it seemed to be a lot of people. And... Yeah. Um, um, and and uh, 
when we come back from our break, I, I'm going to want to talk with you a little bit more about some of the other challenges that you have relative to having a theater company, mm-hmm. you know, with people with disabilities, because right. you, you do have some unique challenges, as I learned as we were starting to do our preparation yeah. work. Um, that, uh, but before we go, when will be the next performance be? When, what date do you have? Um, I, I, we do, right now, this next year, we're doing one big show a year. Okay. So the next show won't be until like November of next year. Okay. But, and we'll, but we do a whole bunch of small performances throughout the year at different venues, um, but not nearly as big as Feast of Fools, you know, renting a theater for like a month and so doing not, those shows. So not all 38 people. Correct. Okay. Yep. All right. But, and uh, there is a website for yep. Interact, so could it you is. give us that, sure. please? It is org. Okay. And if people want to donate? They can go to interactcenter.org, press the donate, um, and click and support them. It's the end of the year. People, are, It's a giving season. So people go ahead. That's right. That's right. And um, if you're on Facebook, you can, you can do that. And by the way, if you're on Facebook Live following us, send us in a question if you want. Yeah. And uh, James will be happy to answer it. Or just send us in a hello. We would love to have that. Okay. When we come back from the break, we'll talk more with uh, uh, James uh, Lackett uh, uh, from Interact about uh, the great theater company. You've been listening to Ellie Krug on Hidden Edges Radio on AM 950. If you like what you hear, email me at hiddenedgesradio at gmail.com. Go to my website, elliekrug.com, um, and or um, just say hello because we like to hear from you. When we come back from our break, we'll talk with James some more. Thanks so very much. Mashad Cooley Erickson, a mechanical and electrical consulting engineering firm in Minneapolis, supports inclusivity by designing spaces for all user groups, honoring inclusivity and respect. These spaces include gender-neutral family restrooms and nursing mothers' rooms. For example, Mashad Cooley Erickson has designed lactation rooms for traveling mothers at the MSP International Airport. Designing these spaces has changed the expectations of similar facilities in airports around the country. Mashad Cooley Erickson designed safe and comfortable environments for occupants who are their number one priority. The local advertisers you hear on AM 950 are the lifeblood of the station. If you find yourself regularly tuning in, or if you appreciate the diversity of content we deliver, please take the time to support our advertisers. Even if it's just to thank them for backing AM 950, your voice and support can go a long way. Help keep the station going strong while investing in our local community. Find the complete list of on-air supporters by visiting the advertisers page at am950radio.com. That's am950radio.com. Located just north of 50th in France, the Great Wall Restaurant has provided a delicious taste of authentic Chinese cuisine since 1981. Specializing in Sichuan and Peking dishes, they offer one of the most extensive menus in the Twin Cities. Favorites include hot and sour soup, pan-fried dumplings, and mushu pork with homemade Chinese pancakes. Stop by their Edina location or call for takeout at 952-927-4439. See the full menu at greatwallrestaurant.us. Hello, this is Ellen Krug from Hidden Edges Radio. When I'm not on the radio, I'm standing in front of audiences training about diversity and inclusion and on how to be welcoming to others who are different from us. More than ever, employers and organizations need professional diversity and inclusion training. I can offer that training through my company, Human Inspiration Works, LLC. I'd love to make your workplace or organization more welcoming. For more information, go to humaninspirationworks.com. Thank you. While shopping for a fireplace insert at Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces, I was amazed at all the choices. Not just gas, electric, or wood-burning, but also built-in or freestanding, and options in every style from antique to modern. The staff really listened to us, explained the options, and helped us choose a fireplace we absolutely love. Now it warms our hearts and our home every winter. Thank you, Woodland Stoves, for a great addition. Hi, I'm Peter Solak, putting in a word for the EPA BurnWise campaign. It has important information about clean burn fireplaces. This is an important part of our mission at Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces. We know that the fireplace has to work. Work with your life, work with your living space, and also be environmentally smart. Come see us. Learn to burn wise. We have over 35 working units on display at the corner of Riverside and East Franklin Avenue in Minneapolis. Visit our store in person or online at woodlandstoves.com. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces, out of the ordinary products and services since 1977.
We're back on AM 950 and Hidden Edges Radio. You're listening to the the, the voice of Ellie Krug, um, a voice that doesn't match the appearance, but we're not going to dwell on that right now. I've been speaking with James uh, Lacat, uh, from Lackett's, excuse me, from Interact um, uh, Center, the Performing Arts, about uh, this incredible company, incredible company, of uh, artists who are, have disabilities that perform. They did a show earlier in um, uh, November, late November. Yeah, we just closed last weekend. Okay, last yep. weekend. And uh, we're taping this show for uh, broadcast in January. Um, but it was a wonderful show called Feast of Fools that I, that I attended, and I just was so taken by the show. I actually, you don't know this, James, but I actually wrote a check. I mean, it wasn't a lot of money, but well, I wrote you. a check as soon as the show was over. Yeah. You well, it's, Interact has a great, and you watch a show at Interact, and you see the company, it's very rare that you see so much joy on stage. Oh, yeah, you I mean, know, you like, saw a lot of, you know, and Kevin Kling oh is God. your, was your, yeah. he's your sort of MC narrator, right? The narrator right? play, God, working with Kevin Kling is just incredible. That, that man has, has, he is incredible with words. Well, incredible he is. Incredible with words. And his presence on stage is astounding. Well, and he's a great, uh, obviously he would be a great ambassador for right. um, the show. And, and Kevin, um, I don't know personally, but I've seen him in, in a variety of contexts. That man is afraid of nothing. Oh, I know. You yeah. know, and um, and I think that he's he's got to be representative of grit and resiliency that you're seeing on the stage and in the company every day, yes? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm assuming so, yeah. So mm -hmm. tell me about some of your uh, artists, any that come to yeah. mind that you think, I mean, this show, Hidden Edges Radio, is about surviving the human condition. Mm -hmm. yep. Anybody comes to mind is in, in your company that um, really display grit and resiliency other than Kevin. Right. So, um, like I said, I've been there for seven months. And so I'm just, I'm, I know a lot of the artists, but I don't know their history or um, where they've come from because I've only been there for seven months. Um, but for, from hearing a little bit from them and then from the staff at Interact, it's incredible what Interact and just the power of the arts can do for somebody. So we have an artist there who has been at Interact since it started, um, 1991. Oh he's my been, God. He's oh been God. an actor since 1991, which, which means he has a lot more experience in theater than I do. <laughs> so 26 years for a yeah. theater company. Mm -hmm. yep. Okay. Yes, Interact was founded in 1991, and then Interact Center um, came about in 1996. So it's been around. Okay. It's a theater company that has a history, and it's been around. Um, and this artist, um, before he was um, at Interact, was bedbound with anxiety, um, and other cognitive abilities doesn't wouldn't want to get up, wouldn't want to do anything, would sleep, sleep, sleep. And then um, Jeannie Calvert, who's the artistic director and founder of Interact, um, used to run um, uh, a theater program at um, uh, like a, a day center, an institution. She was asked to do that, um, and and this artist came to it and found a purpose. <laughs> he found he found a voice for himself because that's what theater lets you lets you do. It lets you stand in front of a group of people, find your voice, and communicate. And it worked, and it worked for him. And he was able he he would he would come come day in and day out. And then that program um, that she was running it got canceled, as a lot of things do when um, funds are running short. Arts are the first things to go. Right, although in Minnesota, God love Minnesota. Thank God we, we live in Minnesota, the Legacy <laughs> Amendment. Oh, it's a wonderful place for artists to be. Thank you, legislature. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, but because she realized what theater can do, she's like, I have to f create something. And so when that program at that center stopped, that artist went back to being bedbound. Oh, my God. And then, and then when Interact, oh. Interact created... Um, Jeannie contacted his mother and said, we have this program. It's starting. Bring him here. And he, he's been there ever since. And w was he in Feast of Fools? He was. Oh, he my was. God. Yep. Well, you know, mm -hmm. James, when you talk about... All right, so let's get into the nitty. When you yeah. start talking about Find Your Voice, yeah. isn't that what everybody wants? Doesn't right. every... I mean, I'm a, uh, not that it's at all about me, but I'm a trainer on human inclusivity. Okay. Okay. And part of my training is about how everyone wants to be seen. Not like get on my party bus, be seen, but just be seen for who they are as a human and respected for that. That's, that's all. Yep. Isn't that what we all want? We all want everybody to, to be heard and given the chance to have someone say yes. 
Oh, and, that, and, that, and that's theater. That's because the, inherently theater. If you just take a look at what theater is, it is somebody on stage talking to a group of people, and that group of people listens to you. You know, there's some theatrics. Well, we hope part. they do. Hopefully, <laughs> right? But there's some theatrics, and there's a give and take. Yes. That the the performer or the person on stage has a give and take relationship with that audience, and we're all there to share something together. And that's that's inherently what theater is. And the performer has to stand there, face that crowd, so it's courage. Under, they have to communicate. So using your words and your body to be clean and clear and crisp and get your point across and finding that power to do it. Right. It's in, the theater is. And, and then to follow a script as well. Follow I mean, a script. But I mean, at, at the end of the day, if when greed and corruption have destroyed the world, the thing that we are yeah. going to have left in our, in our lives are the arts. Because it's the basic thing that, because it comes from Absolutely. inside of us. It comes from inside of us. We have our stories. We have our songs. We have our images. The arts are always going to be there. They always have, and they always will. We're a, I, I have a saying when I do my trainings that we're a society of storytellers and story listeners. Yes. You know, I mean, that's really how we learn. Yes. You know, and I'll tell you, when I went to the performance of Feast of Fools, I learned in that hour and a half, I learned a great deal about people with disabilities, mm -hmm. but I also learned a great deal about myself because I was, how I was reacting to uh, the performance. It was just, it was really incredible. And uh, listeners, if you have never been to an Interact show, if you've never even heard of Interact, please look at it. Again, go to uh, the website. It's interactcenter.org. There you go. Take a look. Pretty simple. So what, so we're, we're the, the good news is we are in the Twin Cities. We have the highest per capita number of theater seats of any place in the United States. Yes. That's the good news. The good bad news. news is we've got a lot, a lot of competition. Of competition. Mm -hmm. So how is, what challenges are, is Interact seeing in, sure. in, the, in the local area as it relates to getting noticed, to sure. getting maybe even a review, because I've not seen reviews. Of right. Before I get to that, I want to mention one thing about Interact 2 before I go. We're talking Please about do. the performing arts side. But we also have a visual arts side. Oh, and so I it's did artists not know that. With, who are visual artists. And if you come to our space, we have art galleries with artists' work that you can purchase and buy. Oh, my goodness. Well, if where we want, is that? It's, it's, our, it's our location, which is 1860 Haha in St. Paul. Come by, see it. Coffee mugs. Cards. It's the holiday season. Cards. Thank you cards. Christmas cards. Buy artwork. There's one there that I want so bad right now. It's gorgeous. So come by, take a look. See the artist. Also, if you want to become an Interact artist, go to the webpage. See if, if, you're, if you have a disability and you want to be and you're an artist, take a look. Come for a tour. Come for an experience day and see if Interact's a place for you. All right, so back to then um, challenges, challenges in our theater, in our, theater. Um, our performing arts based community. Yeah. So like you said, it's very hard for Interact to get reviewed. Uh, I'm not sure why. We have There's a following, like at our performances for this show, we're at the Lab Theater, and the Lab Theater holds roughly about, I'm going to guess like 250 seats. We had over 100 seats every show. So we have an audience that's coming and Absolutely. they follow. Most of our, you know, our last like week and a half was sold out, which is great. So we have an audience that's a following. And in this, the theater community, um, reviews are really important to get your work out there. It's big publicity, um, and it's great. It's, it's, it's a presence in, 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 in this arts community. And for some whatever reason, it's very difficult for Interact to get um, reviews of our shows. And I'm not sure if that's the reason is because... Um, Reviewers might not think that it's professional theater because they are arts with disability. But if you see a show, you know, yep, it's professional. Hey, and I don't know. I what mean, you had Kevin Kling. Kevin I mean, my goodness, right? Okay. We have equity actors in our shows, um, and I don't know professional theater. I don't. What is that definition? I mean, all of our artists get paid. Does that make you professional? I, I don't know. I think it does. Right. So, like, that's what happens. Or maybe it's because um, because the artists are disabled. The reviewers are afraid to offend um, the artists if. if if they think it's a bad show or a bad review, but if you're a performer who can't take criticism, then it, maybe it's not the right field for you. Right. So I, it's difficult for us to get reviews, but I think, hey, reviewers, come out. Come out. See our shows. But it's about inclusivity. It and, is about inclusivity. You know... And, and the thing, what you said, you weren't, you were unexpected. You didn't know what Interact was about. You had no idea. And it probably changed your mind about disability. Seeing those artists oh, overcome everything. Absolutely. Doing it, making you relate to a story and humanity and character understanding it's it's incredible the first show i saw at interact was maybe uh nine years ago and it was called madame majesta's uh, magical miracle tent i believe um blew my mind i was a i was a sopping mess <laughs> at the end of it i couldn't control my emotion just crying um it was incredible because you see the joy you feel the joy on the stage and it totally blows your mind 
Well, it does. And so um, listeners may, regular listeners will remember um, recently I spoke about going to the Walker um, in December when uh, they had the British Arrow Awards, mm-hmm. the British TV commercials. The commercial of the year is a commercial uh, titled uh, Were the Superhumans, and it's about the Paralympics, the Paralympics. Oh, sure. And the, the um, breadth of people with disabilities doing the show that commercial starts out you see a a drummer drumming all you see are the drumsticks and the drums and then it pulls back it's it's a person without arms drumming with his feet right and like drumming like incredibly great drumming and Mm -hmm. so we all have these perceptions and then if we don't get exposed if we don't allow ourselves to go into space where we can be challenged with our stereotypes or how we group and label people we're never going to learn we're not going to find that inclusivity and i think when it comes to disabled uh, people in general and artists too where we think disabled artists but they can't do things i think we always focus on the can't and not on what they actually can do and you give them that chance they just fly and soar like it's in the show it's there scenes that I would watch from backstage every next day I've saw I mean we were in rehearsal for that show for like four months and I saw it every night in performance but it would still make me laugh because it's so nuanced and it's live theater so things always change it's never the same show twice well uh, you know uh, James I just uh, I want Interact to know if they're listening right now I hope they are you're a you're a phenomenal ambassador for them <laughs> Because I can hear your passion. I hope the audience can... I, I'm, I'm looking at you and seeing it, right. but it's coming through your voice. And, and you know what? Um, the last thought before we have to break is, is this. We need passion. That is how we push the needle. We don't push it just through academics. We don't push it through banging people on the head. We push it through passion. Right. And I, I just... I just want to thank you for being on the show. You've done a really great job, and and you're a wonderful spokesperson for them. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. You know, and I wish you all the best luck. So go ahead, give out the contact information. Sure, for it's both online as well as your store. Sure, yes. So it's um, Interact Center for the Visual and Performing Arts. We're located on 1860 Minnehaha in St. Paul, and the website is interactcenter.org. Well, we've been speaking with James Lackett from the Interact Center. James, thank you for being on the show. We've just loved having you. Well, I thank really you, Ellie. appreciate it's been you really giving fun. us your time. Yeah, just quite, quite wonderful. All right. Well, you um, you're listening to Ellen Krug, uh, one of only a handful of transgender radio hosts in the world with Hidden Edges Radio on AM 950. If you like what you hear, visit my website at, at elliekrug.com. Sign up for my newsletter, The Ripple, which is about human inclusivity. Or email me at hiddenedgesradio at gmail.com. When we come back, I'll do my Human is Human segment and odds and ends. A coalition of Minnesota advocacy and activist groups have united to commemorate the anniversary of the 2017 Women's March with a one-day conference for experienced and newly motivated activists to turn outrage into action for ongoing grassroots efforts in the work for social justice. The Men by Men 2018 Beyond Resistance Conference will be held January 28th at Harding High School in St. Paul. The conference centers around three themes, community building, effective activism skills, and understanding the issues. Dr. Rose Brewer, professor of African American and African studies at the University of Minnesota will present the keynote entitled Forging Revolutionary Change in an Era of Right-Wing Reaction. Other planned sessions include presentations bridging the red-blue divide from Better Angels, Minnesota, women of color leaders in the social justice movement from Take Action, Minnesota, caucus training, and much more. So turn your resistance into action at the Men by Men 2018 Beyond Resistance Conference. Again, that's January 28th at Harding High School in St. Paul. The full schedule and registration is available at menbymen.org. That's mnxmn.org. Shop the kitchen and bath event for Home Depot exclusives like the Kohler Rubicon single-handle bath faucet. Now at a new lower price, just 79 bucks. It's brushed nickel finish and Art Deco style complement any decor. Contemporary, classic, yours. No one offers more Kohler for your kitchen and bath than the Home Depot. And right now, the Kohler Rubicon faucet is just 79 bucks. More saving, more doing. Now through March 7th while supplies last. Visit STEM and check out their new house-infused vodkas. STEM now has the largest collection of infused vodkas in the state. 
Enjoy exotic flavors like blueberry mango, peach cardamom, and spiced pear. STEM is open Tuesday through Saturday at 4 p.m. and features a collection of global small lot wines, craft cocktails, and small plates in a comfortable atmosphere. They look forward to your visit. Be sure to check out STEM at stemminneapolis.com to keep up with wine tasting events and new menu items. Chunk Gaming Wisconsin, wherever you are and however you like it, we're just the place you're looking for. Six unique, fun, exciting, winning destinations located throughout central Wisconsin. Make your rounds to Wittenberg, Nakusa, Black River Falls, Toma, Madison, or Wisconsin Dells for the hottest slots, most exciting games, award-winning guest service, delicious food and spirits, lodging, and live entertainment. Join the Ho-Chunk Gaming Rewards Club for free. And with a single card, you can earn valuable points no matter which of the six locations you choose to play. That means more exclusive offers, giveaways, cash back, discounts, and much more. Visit us online to see all we have to offer and find the fun times nearest you at HoChunkGaming.com. So wherever you are and however you like it, we're just the place you're looking for. Ho-Chunk Gaming Wisconsin, Wittenberg, Nakusa, Black River Falls, Toma, Madison, and Wisconsin Dells. Experience the difference, Ho-Chunk Gaming Wisconsin. Must be 21 or over to play. With your AM950 weather, this is Eric Nelson. Sunday has an 80% chance of precipitation, with a high of 36 and a low of 28. Monday, expect 4 to 8 inches of snow, with a high of 30 and a low around 14. Tuesday will be mostly sunny, with a high of 24 and a low around 9. EatLocalMinnesota.com's Restaurant of the Week is The Great Wall. Specializing in Szechuan and Peking dishes, The Great Wall Restaurant has been providing a delicious taste of authentic Chinese cuisine since 1981. Stop by their a location located just north of 50th in France. See the full menu at GreatWallRestaurant.us. Back on Hidden Edges Radio with Ellie Krug. If you're on Facebook, you saw me seat dancing just then and there. I love my music. I love my mum, my bumper music, my mumper music. All right, well, um, that was a wonderful, wonderful interview with uh, James uh, Lackett from Inter uh, Interact uh, Center for the Performing Arts. Um, James did a, I, 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 you know, his passion had to come through the through the radio through the airwaves because um, it was very palpable in front of me I'll tell you that so we're now on to uh, the third segment of the show which is um, my human is human segment where I talk about things that are impactful at least to me hopefully to you and um, so uh, on this segment I really want to talk about the passing of a friend um, Something um, I heard about yesterday, actually, of a friend who had died about a month ago. I did not know that. Uh, my newsletter, I have a newsletter, The Ripple, uh, goes out uh, about the middle of every month. And um, my friend's wife uh, is also is a recipient of the newsletter, and she emailed me. Uh, and, and said, Ellie, I bet you don't know that Robert died. And I took a big breath at that moment and sat back in my seat and I felt incredibly sad all at one moment. And so I want to um, reflect on my friend Robert. Um, who really was a relatively new friend. I've known Robert. I'd known Robert for maybe about two years. Um, he and, and by the way, I'm using a, a pseudonyms as I speak here, um, and you'll understand why in a second. So Robert was 69 years old when he died. He was married to Jane. They'd been married for 47 years. Um, they lived in a town um, outside of the Twin Cities uh, by about a couple of hours in what I would call Greater Minnesota. He was a, um, a, a well-liked, well-known, fairly prominent um, individual in his uh, community. Um, a pillar of the community is actually what um, something someone wrote uh, for um, on a, a page relative to um, his passing. Uh, and 
I got to know Robert because um, Robert also went by another name named, and that name was Rachel. And so when I first met uh, Robert, he and his wife Jane had attended a talk I gave in Rochester at the public library about um, about two years ago, and um, and following uh, that talk. Uh, Robert reached out to me because every talk I give, I say that I'm willing to meet with any human in a public place and talk for up to an hour about anything relative to surviving the human condition. And Robert sent me an email and said, I'd like to meet with you. And as it turned out, he, Robert and Jane and I met at a truck stop on Interstate uh, 35 on a um, sunny afternoon. And uh, Robert, uh, tall man, uh, bald, um, you know, 69-year-old, um, at that time, a 67-ish um, individual, 67 years old individual. And, and uh, Jane, uh, quite the firecracker of a, of a person, not a wallflower whatsoever. Both of them very much tied to their community. And, as, uh, and when I'd gotten the email from Robert, he said he wanted to meet with me. He said, you know, we have many things in common. And that could mean a whole lot of things. And frankly, I had no idea that what would come next would be that he would, that Robert would tell me that he was transgender. And that for the past couple of months before we met, that he had slowly been coming out uh, to family members. He, had, he has um, several children in different states and had been coming out to them as Rachel. And with varying degrees of um, receptiveness by his uh, children. And you know, at this point now, I'm going to switch pronouns to be very, extremely, very respectful of my friend Rachel. And so Rachel wanted to talk with me about coming out and some of the challenges that she had. I offered some, some advice, but most of all, all I offered Rachel was cheerleading and just... You know, and it was so incredibly palpable, so evident that as Rachel talked about coming out as herself, and when we met in public, Rachel was dressed as a man. Um, she was only dressing at home in private um, as female. She talked about uh, going to a southern state where she had a child who has a built-in swimming pool and being able to wear um, a one-piece woman's bathing suit for the first time and how exciting that was for her. And it's not about clothing. If you know anything about transgender people, what it is about, we just heard it actually from James. It's about finding your voice, about finding your authenticity, about finding who you are. And I, I, I saw that in Rachel. And I... I I am a human cheerleader. I am, and I cheerleaded Rachel on. Her goal was to come out in public with, with all the possible repercussions that she would have, that would have for her and for Jane's um, stature in the community. But that was the plan. Um, and unfortunately, though, before Rachel could carry out that plan, she came down with cancer, at cancer diagnosis, and it was in conjunction with that cancer treatment, uh, she developed an infection and unfortunately died. And I had talked to Rachel in October, and we'd had a, a good conversation uh, by telephone about how she was doing. And she thought that uh, the treatment for cancer was being successful and she was feeling better. And, and uh, she certainly did not sound like somebody that would be close to dying at that point at that point and she was positive and still intent on eventually transitioning coming out in public as her true self in her community you know um i'm happy that rachel was able to be herself at least with her family you know we all struggle i mean this human condition thing is tough we all struggle with finding our authenticity, whether it's about gender identity or sexual orientation or about being an artist or about wanting to go backpack in the Andes or whatever it is. 
we are all struggling to find that voice of ours, our authenticity, our true self. I will miss my friend Rachel. I will miss you, Rachel. And Jane, I'm, I'm thinking of you. And, and how supportive, how incredibly supportive you were of Rachel. You did not run away. And, I, and, you, and the two of you, you are my model for how to have handled this with such grace and dignity and mutual love and support. So Jane, if you ever hear this, my hat is off to you for how you did that. And Rachel, know that I am thinking of you and I hope I hope that you are at peace. When we come back from our break, I will do my odds and ends. Thanks so very much. Mishad Cooley Erickson, a mechanical and electrical consulting engineering firm in Minneapolis, supports inclusivity by designing spaces for all user groups, honoring inclusivity and respect. These spaces include gender-neutral family restrooms and nursing mothers' rooms. For example, Mishad Cooley Erickson has designed lactation rooms for traveling mothers at the MSP International Airport. Designing these spaces has changed the expectations of similar facilities in airports around the country. Mishad Cooley Erickson designed safe and comfortable environments for occupants who are their number one priority. Being a dog is awesome, except when you really gotta go, but you're stuck inside. That's why I had my human called the Urban Dog. Daily walks, field trips, play groups, one-on-one -on -one time, safe off-leash play, and pet sitting. I love being an Urban Dog. The Urban Dog works with your schedule and can create a plan that fits your needs. The Urban Dog. Exercise, explore, socialize. Let the journey begin. Call 651-231-6333. That's 651-231-6333. <laughs> Ho-Chunk Gaming Wisconsin, wherever you are and however you like it, we're just the place you're looking for. Six unique, fun, exciting, winning destinations located throughout central Wisconsin. Make your rounds to Wittenberg, Nakusa, Black River Falls, Toma, Madison, or Wisconsin Dells for the hottest slots, most exciting games, award-winning guest service, delicious food and spirits, lodging, and live entertainment. Join the Ho-Chunk Gaming Rewards Club for free. And with a single card, you can earn valuable points no matter which of the six locations you choose to play. That means more exclusive offers, giveaways, cash back, discounts, and much more. Visit us online to see all we have to offer and find the fun times nearest you at HoChunkGaming.com. So wherever you are and however you like it, we're just the place you're looking for. Ho-Chunk Gaming Wisconsin, Wittenberg, Nakusa, Black River Falls, Toma, Madison, and Wisconsin Dells. Experience the difference. Must be 21 or over to play. Seward Co-op, serving the community for nearly 45 years, invites you to shop their two convenient locations, both offering the strong commitment to local producers and healthy foods you've come to expect. Seward focuses on locally grown and raised products, fair trade, and environmental sustainability. Shop their selection of meats, artisan cheeses, and house-made baked goods. Find Seward at 2823 East Franklin Avenue or the Friendship Store on 38th Street and 3rd Avenue in Minneapolis. More at seward.coo. Hello, this is Ellen Krug from Hidden Edges Radio. When I'm not on the radio, I'm standing in front of audiences training about diversity and inclusion and on how to be welcoming to others who are different from us. More than ever, employers and organizations need professional diversity and inclusion training. I can offer that training through my company, Human Inspiration Works, LLC. I'd love to make your workplace or organization more welcoming. For more information, go to humaninspirationworks.com. Thank you. All right, we're back on Hidden Edges Radio. This is Ellie Krug. This is our last segment of the show, odds and ends, one and two, and my first odd and end, I don't know, maybe that should be plural, is about a piece that came across my feed about homelessness. And let me just tell you, I was not at all happy to see it. It's a December 6th Newsweek a magazine article by um, uh, Damien Sharkoff, 
uh, about how homelessness has now ticked back up in the United States. Uh, since the Great Recession, it has been going down. Um, but now um, it is going back up. So did you know that on, any, on the night that they calculated homelessness in the U.S., and they do this at different times of the year, but the last time they did it, they calculated that 553,742 people slept rough, that's the word they used, or in a shelter in a single night earlier this year. Half a million people homeless in the United States. And, you know, many of those people are parts of families that are homeless. Um, and the government is, uh, to the extent the government anymore is paying attention to this, the government is concluding that the reason for that is that wages are not keeping up with the increased cost of living, particularly in the cities. Um, there has been a 26% increase in homelessness in Los Angeles in just a year. They calculate that 58,000 families are homeless. 58,000 families are homeless. And that um, 41,000 homeless uh, youth and children um, on any given night. Uh, many of them are LGBTQ because um, uh, what happens with LGBTQ youth is they come out at home as a teenager. And in many of our families, um, I know, and... It, it, in many of our families, so children get kicked out and they're made to feel like they are, have no value and then they leave. Um, it's horrible. Now, there's been progress, of course, since the recession in, in um, limiting or um, the number of homeless veterans because um, under the Obama administration and the Veterans Administration um, with Obama, there was a very dedicated program to eliminating homelessness for vets. So, if you're listening right now, and if you know of a home of a a veteran who is homeless or at risk of being homeless, contact MACV. That would be the Minnesota Assistance Council for Veterans. Again, the Minnesota Count Assistance Council for Veterans, MACV. Contact them; they will get that vet placed in shelter and then in temporary housing and then in permanent housing. But for all the rest, for the number of homeless people that we see, and I live in downtown Minneapolis, I see a number of homeless uh, people on any given day. For those folks, there's not a whole lot um, that we're doing. I mean, yes, we have shelters for them, but but um, Mayor-elect Fry has made it a priority for affordable housing in the Twin Cities. Mayor-elect Fry, if you're listening to this show, you go and you do that, please. I, you know, if you don't have a safe place to live, if you don't have a place that you can call your home, you know what? Um, you don't, there's not a whole lot you can then depend on in the world. And it shakes everything that you might uh, believe in. So uh, be aware of homelessness, please, and now be aware that it is increasing. And I think that that just stinks. I'm sorry. I do. I'm not sorry about that. It, it is true. It, it stinks. It does. Okay, odds and end number two uh, comes to us from Fairfax, Virginia. It's uh, uh, something I picked up on a December 16th New York Daily News piece by uh, Jessica Schlatterbeck, um, and it's a story about a Virginia, a Fairfax, Virginia jury, after finding a 19-year-old um, um, maid, um, foreign-born maid, guilty of theft. After finding her guilty of theft, they all um, uh, put in uh, 20 bucks and paid the fine for the maid after the guilty conviction. So the story here is this, is that uh, the maid, Sandra Mendez Ortega, who was pregnant with her second child, she's 19 years old, had, um, was a, um, a cleaner at a house, and um, the owner of the house, a woman, uh, di discerned that three of her rings worth $5,000 together had been missing. She reported uh, the theft to the Fairfax County Police, or Fairfax City Police. The police um, interviewed um, uh, Sandra Ortega as well as two other uh, people who were cleaning the house. All denied the theft. 
Um, there no, were no charges brought. But then um, Sandra Ortega um, started to feel guilty. And uh, she then um, voluntarily returned the rings to um, the husband of the woman who owned the rings. And, um, and, but then Sandra was prosecuted for that. Sandra also wrote a letter of apologies to the um, ring owner. Um, but nonetheless, there was a trial, a criminal trial. The jury convicted Sandra Ortega of theft. Um, but then because she had such a compelling story... Um, and I'm assuming she took the stand. Um, the jury, um, according to the story um, in the New York Daily News, um, there were people on the jury that were crying, and somebody said, here's $20, and then other people started making a kitty as they were back in the deliberation room. And after they rendered their verdict of guilty, then the jury foreman handed the money from the jury to the defense attorney for Sandra Ortega and said, here, please pay the fine, which... Um, um, which was done. And um, there's a quote from the, the uh, jury foreman who said, um, quote, the general settlement was that she was the victim to that, referring to um, Sandra Ortega. Two of the women jurors were crying because of how bad they felt. One lady pulled out a $20 bill and uh, about everybody chipped in. In all, they handed $80 to Mendez, Orge, Mendez Ortega's public defender, more than enough to cover the fine. You know, when I train about human inclusivity, I say that I believe that 99% of all people are good. It's just that the vast majority of us are afraid to do the good thing. We're afraid of what it'll bring. We're afraid of not doing the, saying the wrong thing or doing the wrong thing. You know what? The story just demonstrates that even people on juries who know that they have to convict somebody because of the law, they want to do the right thing as well. We can do that. We can always do the right thing. Even if you make a mistake, you can apologize and you can rectify it. So there you go. <clears throat> there it is, another show. We've got another show in the can for Hidden Edges Radio. I hope that you like what you're hearing. If you do, please let us know. Please email me at, Ellie, at uh, hiddenedgesradio at gmail.com. I need to do a, a, a big shout-out, a big thanks to our sponsors, the, the engineering firm of Mashad Cooley Erickson and the law firm of Zaylor Stout and Associates. Soon we'll have new uh, sponsors I can tell you about. Um, I want to do a big shout-out and thanks to my producer, Brett Johnson. Brett, you rock as always. And thank you for listening on the show. Please talk about it. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks. Bye.